Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. This is Season 9, Episode 65. I'm your co-host, Key. And I'm your co-host, Coach P. <laughs> and we're back, and it's really good to be back to our regular scheduled programming. Yes. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're in a new studio, so it's a new space, new season, new vibe. I'm loving it. I, it's good to be back in the studio, Key. Facts. Yes, Facts. yes. Um, so we got a lot in store for you this new season. And if you haven't gotten a chance yet, make sure you go check out our last episode, season eight wrap up, where we discuss topics from last season. And then we also discuss what we've got going on for this new season, season nine. So what do, what do we got, Key? What do we got <laughs> Speaking of this season, we have some new updates. So Secure the Body Boot Camp is on Saturday, June 29th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yeah. At the Ripley Greer Studio on 528th Avenue. So please make sure you get your tickets. All of our information is posted on our social media site. Coach P, what can they expect from this epic boot camp experience? Ooh, I can't, I'm so excited about the boot camp. So uh-huh. what they're going to expect, they're going to be able to get some free complimentary juices. So some whole fruit and whole vegetables. We're going to have a full body workout by two electric prolific trainers, it's Jeanette electric, Calderon yeah. and Aaron Eason. <laughs> they're beasts and I'm really excited. Yes, to, they are beasts. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, great physiques and just great personality, lots of energy. I'm really excited to get that workout and get that full body going. And then in addition to that, you guys get an opportunity to hang out with me and Key, get to meet us, and then also getting to meet the trainers as well. And if that's something you want to do in terms of cultivating a new relationship with them, that's perfect. And that's what we're all about, just networking, connection, vibe, and getting that getting you right for the summertime. Facts. Other updates that we have coming up is our website is dropping this week. We're so happy. Yes. So head over to unapologetically different dot com y'all for the updates episode catalog and much more our social media pages will be changing as well particularly our ig page so make sure you head over to that to see some new updates on our page and we're so excited looking forward to this season and other stuff that we have to unlock and load are we going to mention anything else coach p um you know what i think we could we could hold off a little bit you got you got to do so it little petty. by little like listen like kels barnett said if you haven't heard that interview definitely go check it out facts you definitely want to move in silence and not too many coming soon so the boot camp we mentioned the art show from our the wrap-up episode we didn't drop the date though but exactly so we know coming soon You're so petty <laughs> you gotta stay Jeez tuned you gotta stay, check out the website check out the social media and that information will be coming out soon heard you now let's get into it awesome so in political news, Joe Biden refused to apologize for comments he made on segregationists or also known as white supremacists. And sadly, he made these comments on the day before Juneteenth. And just a quick history lesson for those who don't know Juneteenth, it's a holiday that celebrates the day slavery was actually officially ended in the United States. And, Stay woke. And it ended on June 19th in Texas. So the the fact that he made those comments the day before was a little disheartening. And it's the, the day before your birthday, too. Drop exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. I, I was Priorities. trying to be modest. But, <laughs> I was trying yeah. to be like, you, Gemini, modest? Like, really? You know, I tried. Oh, my. I didn't think that was possible. Um, yeah, June 19th, my birthday. Just turned Happy 30. Happy belated. good. Uh-huh. <laughs> 30's a new 20 years. I see you. <laughs> um, but during a fundraiser, uh, Biden recalled working with old Democrats, uh, Senator James Eastland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that that was No, that, he ain't got to apologize, honey. It, That's it was, politically correct. It was back in the day. They, 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 you got to respect Dried your Dried up fruit. <laughs> Heard you. Um, 
<laughs> we back. We lit. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so Mississippi Senator James Eastland and Georgia Senator Herman Talmadge, and he recalls working fondly through legislative civility back in the 1970s and 1980s. And he went ahead and said, well, guess what? At least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything, but we got things done. We got it finished, but today you look at the other side and you're the enemy, not the opposition, the enemy. You don't talk to each other anymore. So he faced a lot of heavy criticism from his Democratic colleague and was told to issue an apology. And his response was basically... He pulled the Kanye. Apologize for what? Um... Speaking of, Biden also mentioned how Eastland used to call him at times son. That's how close he was to him. So he used to call him son rather than boy and referred to um, Talmadge as one of the meanest guys I've ever knew. So he was kind of trying to add a little more to the context of the things that he was saying. But Cory Booker was like, bruh, you know, Cory Booker got out of character, which is like, it's good to see because you see him entering into this presidential election but now i feel like he's becoming more and more probably exposing himself when it comes to him speaking about race relations yeah and he definitely came out and he spoke about it and he said that um you don't joke about calling a black man boys um men like james eastland use words like that and the racist policies that accompanied them to perpetuate white supremacy and strip black americans of their very own humanity which we see going on now currently now with how our political climate is right now and how we're so divided but i didn't think that Corey should apologize because there's not a racist bone in his body and he should know better now we all think we should know better when it comes to biden because he worked on obama for eight years but now the spotlight's on you bruh you know yeah. nobody wasn't paying you no mom before and i you know this is not the first incident that has rise since he been on this you know, Hill entering into the presidential like bid. So this is like one of a couple of encounters where it's like mm, looking at you a little side eye, bro. Um, and Cory Booker wasn't the only one to comment on it either. Bill de Blasio came for, you know, he got something to say, yeah. you know, him and his black family. I see you de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> so they he have a great reality. <laughs> <show>. Facts. <laughs> he actually came, he tweeted a picture of his beautiful family and underneath the picture. I mean, he took it a step further because, you know, Joe de Blasio don't care. So he tweeted a picture and he basically said, longing of the days, a civility um, typified by James Eastland. Eastland taught my multiracial family should be illegal and that they were entitled to the pursuit of dead niggers. Yes, yeah. he actually tweeted that um, in two quotes. He also did state it's past time for apology. It's past time for apology our evolution from Joe Biden. He repeatedly demonstrates that he is out of step with the values of the modern um, Democratic Party. Kamala Harris, that's that's deep. Kamala Harris also spoke out about it and said, if those men had their way, I wouldn't be in the United States Senate and on the elevator right now. She was disheartened by the comments that was made by Joe Biden pertaining to him having close ties with these guys. So she definitely spoke out about it. I think it's interesting to see other Democrats come forward and challenge him around this i mean at the end of the day it's like 300 of them in this election so they're gonna target each other at certain points to kind of weed each other out so it's not a surprise that they're ganging up on joe biden in my opinion i think it's great to see cory biden come to light to speak about racism because i feel like he doesn't really talk about it as much unless i'm bugging out um kamala harris to see her point of view on it as well my thing is do you think joe's Biden comments and response will hurt his campaign uh i definitely think it's gonna hurt his campaign uh, he's one of the people that I actually I liked 
early on, but lately he's just been having strings of issues in terms of uh, <laughs> his inappropriate touching and now the comment of fondly remembering working with the segregationists and how it, they got things done. I do, And also, too, he didn't really support Anita Hill during the time when she came out about Clarence Thomas, and that was another factor, too, because now with the Me Too movement and stuff like that, so... Yeah, that string is pretty long, bruh. But <laughs> I, one thing I would say, though, I do I do agree with him on the fact about being able to come together on the other side and, like, working with your opposition. Because at the end of the day, if we want to, in my opinion, if we want to deal with racism, social injustice issues, it's going to take everybody coming together. And you're going to have to find ways to, to find common ground. And I think that's very important. So... I do see, I do, he, he made a point that I can resonate with, but I think with his history and things that are happening, it's not looking good for him right now. And there's also, it's not even, the race hasn't even started. There's always that October presidential, like, scandal where information comes out, and he's nowhere near that, and it's not looking good right now, so. But my thing is to you, it's like, now, to your point, you saying that you think both sides should work together, that's when, you know, it's funny when we did the episode about Charlottesville and Trump was like, fine people on both sides. Mm-hmm. You were like, how the hell can you say that? How can you say there are fine people on both sides when that side, which is white supremacist, despises a whole other side because of their race? So to turn around and say what he's saying to some degree is like a bit valid and you think we should come together. To me, how can you come together with the race of people who despise you because of your race? Like it's like you're giving them an okay to dislike you and say, okay, it's okay for you to dislike us, but let's come to a common ground and have a conversation. My main conversation with with any white supremacist is that I deserve my equality and my rights that I'm fully deserve and my life should not be at a disadvantage because I'm a black person in America. How the hell are we going to have that conversation where you don't even believe I deserve the rights that I want? Well, I guess... The whole thing is there. You have to have that conversation. If, if people are going to coexist and live together, you have to be able to find a way to see that there's a lot more that unites people than actually separates people. And I was more so saying what he, what Joe Biden was saying in terms of the good old days back in the the seventies, eighties. That was. What about de Blasio that made that comment about him staying, Joe Biden is in the good old days, his mentality. Right, exactly. But like reflecting on working with those guys in the seventies and the eighties, I think reflecting on those times like those were like the quote unquote golden ages yeah. and things were getting done mm-hmm. there. I, I'm not saying I agree with going back to the way things were that during that time period, but it's more so the concept of being able to come together and work with people who not necessarily are on the same page with you. Like with Martin Luther King, he was constantly working with the government and trying to bring people together. And I think Unless you're trying to completely separate people, you're going to have to realize, like, listen, outside of our skin color, what really separates us? I want my family to be happy. I want my family to be healthy. I want Mm -hmm. just, like, safety, um, a loving, just love in my life. Like, so there's a lot more that unites us. And that's kind of what I was getting to, just being able to connect because of that. I mean, I understand that point. But then again, I don't necessarily agree with us. The the thing is, Joe made this comment. I'm not sure why he made this comment up or like right. he spoke about it at this fundraiser. I'm not sure if he was the actually the question was posed to him or he felt like, hey, let's talk about this. The problem with the conversation when it comes to us working with white supremacists is the political climate of where we're at as a country. We have black people who are getting bombed <laughs> on their porch in 2019. We posted that on our page. We have Charlottesville happening where people are getting killed. And um, we have all these police brutality that's happening consistently 
on consistent basis. All even recently in Phoenix, the cops hold up a whole family and put guns to them because a the little girl took a doll. And now Jay Z is looking into legal counsel for the family Rock Nation. I say that to say. It's one thing to have the conversation about us coming together if we didn't have the the person that we have in office now. But the fact that we're not there, maybe if we, when we had Obama in office and we actually had a level-headed, logical thinking president who was about not fine people on both sides, but really like getting to the core of stuff, maybe that could be a conversation to have. And I don't even really think that. But I think we need to really dissect this concept of being civil to each other because I don't understand how you expect a group of people to be civil to another group of people that dislike them off of their, you didn't even give a chance to know those people. You didn't even give a chance to give them the benefit of the doubt. You didn't even get a chance to understand that demographic, but you want us to come in and work with you to put aside the fact that you dislike us, but then you're not willing to be complicit to that as you being a, a white supremacist. If you're going to come into contact and work with a black person, to my eyes, racism you shouldn't be racist anymore you should be like i'm how the hell you gonna still work with someone that's still racist like what is a common goal and what joe biden did not speak about in his comments you claim y'all work together what did y'all achieve what demographic did you achieve it for what demographic benefited from what you achieved and if it's not black people then it wasn't you being civil and it wasn't you coming together to work for us and i'm sorry maybe if we were in a different political climate i would think differently and i'm like oh yes let's be on a kumbaya shit but i'm sorry black people still die and police brutality is still happening in high numbers and our government is practically divided even though trump know what day of the week it is like i'm not we not the both sides thing and i think when it comes to joe biden i'm just gonna wrap it up with that is that he needs to be quicker at his apologies. This is not the first time he's been like, I don't need to apologize. Or he's been apprehensive about apologizing. You want to be commander in chief of the United States of America. You need to take into account how people may perceive you. And you may rub people the wrong way. And being the bigger person, when they go low, we go high. Be the bigger person. Own up to your apology and move on. And I'm going to need him to get it together because you had Obama for eight years. You got Simone Saunders, who's a part of your campaign. I'm going to need them to gather him together. Like, listen, when it comes to race, you should not, it should not be a problem with you. This shouldn't even be an issue. Okay. So I'm going to need you to gather it up, get it together, make your apology and move forward. And hopefully he don't have any other incidents that's going to be like, Joe, I'm looking at you a little side eye. Cause you just might not get my vote. I'm going to keep it a hundred. Anything lot. else? No, no. I, I think, I think you said Felt what? the heat off. The- <laughs> I got into it a little. I was like, yeah, you know how I do. <laughs> Starting off the season strong. I like it. <laughs> Y'all gonna judge. All right. Um, switching gears a bit. Do you want to add anything else, Coach P? Because I know you've been on your Kumbaya Utopia trip. I don't want to pass up that opportunity for you. No, no. I felt like I said what I had to say and <laughs> you said you. what you had to say. I think if if I'm going to make like an ending statement about that, I just think the alternative is to not listen and not hear what the other side has to say. And I think if you're doing that, it's two people, two groups of people talking at each other and not working towards a common goal. I don't think it's simple. I don't think it's easy, but I think it's necessary and what's required to actually get to get past it or get through this blemish that's been on human history. So since the beginning of time, basically facts um, heard you switching uh, gears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we agree to disagree like we always do, facts. but it's cool. <laughs> Unapologetically <laughs> different facts. <laughs> switching gears. Now, you know, pride is coming up in New York city on June 30th. Pride parade. Shout out to everybody who's going to be attending. Shout out. A shout out. Um, and speaking of, I think it's just so great to see around this time when it comes to pride and LGBTQ community parents who are very supportive and speaking of Dwayne Wade um Dwayne 12 year old son Zion attended his first pride parade this year it was super dope um Dwayne was super supportive of his son 
he wasn't able to make it at the time because yes, I know he's retired now, but yeah. at the time when his son attended a private rate, um, Dwayne was busy on the road with NBA, but Gabrielle Union was, is his son's stepmom was in there, was, was also there with him to celebrate and also his older brother, um, Dwayne's older son as well. So it was just so good to see. And if you see through the photos, he looks so happy and so cute in his, um, little outfits. And then he got his, um, he looks so happy. I think that's what I like about the pictures that he look, and that's what I like to see. And I'm not trying to say it to be like any time. I love to see kids who are a part of the LGBTQ community when they could be true into who they are and wear your rainbow colors or what have you and be happy. And you see that so much through the pictures that he have. And I was like, this is so dope. I mean, I don't recall seeing that growing up. A little boy attending a proper, I didn't even have proper right back then, and being so happy to be in his element in his moment. So commend Dwayne Ray for that. And also to speaking out to the haters who, of course, had some homophobic things to say about um his son, which is very problematic. But, you know, yeah. we're going to have the haters out there. But Dwayne Wade, he took it up and he handled it accordingly. You know, like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. And in an interview, he talked about, you know, I don't really talk about it as much because it's Zion's story to tell. I think as a family, we should support each other, which is very true. No matter yeah. what your sexuality is or whatever your case may be, support each other. That's a really big thing. That's our job. And my job as a father is to facilitate their lives and to support them and be behind them in whatever they want to do. So shout out to Dwayne Wade. And I was so proud. And just to see that and the fact that he's being supportive of his son, I really respect it. And hopefully his son gets to be an advocate and also do great things in the community. Yeah, that's really dope that Dwayne Wade, like you said, we actually had a conversation about this a few days ago in terms of the world may be judging these kids, but it's really important about being able to go home and having that peace and that Valid. support at home. So that's really dope that and Dwayne being a public figure coming out and proudly advocating and supporting his son. So I yeah. love to see that. And also we got to see that out of Marlon Wayne's his daughter Amani Wayne's actually posted a picture online with her wearing rainbow colored shoes and Marlon looking so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go ahead with y'all little self. Little style. So Marlon was super supportive of his daughter and who she wants to be. And he said of course to the negative comments, he responded back i don't judge i just love and i really like that statement that. a lot yeah, because and i i think just to kind of go back here we go <laughs> yeah to what we we're saying before shit. here we go <laughs> you can't judge someone because you know he you, said more than that though huh? okay i just want to let you know he said more than that but continue with but, your little kumbaya but, but think, go ahead i think that sums up the the essence of his point like when you if someone's trying to give you negativity hate like bad energy and all you're giving back to them is love and positive energy like you that you can't you can't but beat him that. responding with that comment is it from him saying oh let's meet and grab coffee and let's work together and be civil gotcha. <laughs> so let's not play that game coach it's, P. A, it's about coming from love when you come, from, come love, from love it, it basically limits the options that you have you're not you're not going to be coming out with tiki torches if you're coming from love and coming out with shields a la charlottesville but like you said. So what place again, are you going to come from if your child is a part of the LGBTQ community? To be honest, if my child was part of the LGBTQ community, I would, like you said, give him love or her love and support for for who she is. I hope is you ain't and... saying it for clock because we on air. <laughs> I want you to keep it 100 because I will be holding you accountable on this recording this time. That's what you said. Continue, Coach P. But, you know? <laughs> but, but seriously, though, like at the end of he the day. He hates me. What are you talking about? Go ahead. At the end of the day, it's... I. 
I'm very big. I'm like putting when, you on a spot. <laughs> when my parents, they were super supportive of everything that we did, like always spent time with us, very loving. And that's the kind of parent that I'm going to be. I'm going to make sure I'm spending time with my kids. I'm going to be supportive of whatever they're trying to do, whatever they're up to in mm-hmm. life and whoever they are. Because <laughs> I definitely understand when you can't be yourself, whether it's at work, with your friends or your family, you have like that internal like divide that can tear you apart. And as a child, they may not be able to process that. So me being supportive kind of like what Dwayne Wade and Marlon said as a parent that's my job and I, I have to support my child in whatever they do and also a special shout out to Magic Johnson he's very supportive of his son as well who is a part of LGBTQ community and he wear um, woman clothing and he is so beautiful first of all I love his leg game mm, I'm thighs honey but it's not even that he's very true to who he is he always has been and Magic Johnson has been very supportive for him. And I just like to see that within our community because this is a polarizing topic. LGBTQ, um, within a black community is polarizing across the board, whether you want to believe it or not. Some families are more open than others. Some people are able to have the conversation. I think now we're in kind of a, we're a place where we can talk about it. Yeah. But being accepting is another thing. You know, everybody, and then I, I like that one thing I will say coming around with it being Pride Month, I love walking around New York City and seeing all of these advertisements for Pride and the rainbow color. I think it's beautiful because I've never seen that in ever. Like everywhere I go, it's like in your face. I like it. I do believe to some degree it is propaganda. People are capitalizing off of it. But for me, I always think about those people who are part of the LGBTQ community, whether it is propaganda, whether it's not to just feel to be visible to see that you have supporters whether they're doing it for clout you still got supporters you know um and i'm not saying that they're not going through things and they're not experiencing things despite all of these advertisements but i mean it would be nice walking down the block see black lives matter everywhere i'm like oh shit <laughs> we lit. like you know i'll be saying that one time you, come on you're taking things a I'm little too far, far. <laughs> take a little too far you know well, it's only 2019 <laughs> <laughs> gotta wait for like 2080 for that one if that oh. um so, no, but to kind of to that, and it's good to see it, but just to speak into that point, being accepting and loving and supportive is a really big deal. And I just love to see these black men just be supportive of their black sons and daughters in that right and making them explore who they are and just give them support at home because outside in the world, they're going to judge them. They're going to critique them. We did post um about a couple of weeks back about a young man who was 15 years old in high school. He was proud. As to who he is, and he did not hide it hide it from anyone, but unfortunately, he did commit suicide, and he was only fifteen. He was a little cutie too, nice smile and everything, and it was like he could have made a difference in the world. He probably could have been an advocate. He probably could have been a light for somebody else. And it's unfortunate that his light was dim, and he committed suicide because of the world not being receptive and supportive. And his family was supportive of him. So that's the crazy part. So just being mindful of that around this time. It's Pride Month. Shout out to all the people out there. And if you go on a Pride Parade and NYC, be safe, have fun, and turn up and twerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> so switching gears, during our break, Minky really took some time to really look at our brand, look at our show, and kind of just do some introspective looking and see what really mattered Good to word. us. Introspective. You like that? Sounded smart and shit. Yes. Oh, I try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so from that soul searching. How <laughs> does soul searching? Facts. Literally. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, from through the soul searching, I was able to narrow down the Coach P segment into three words that really embodied what, what I care about and what I really want to discuss on the show. 
And that is health, well-being, and mindset. And I recognize how important these three topics are to just your overall well-being and how your life will turn out. So just once really getting present to all of that, it was like synchronicity because mm-hmm. I love those topics. I love talking about them. And then by talking about those and sharing those, I'm helping people with their lives. So that's so that's something we discovered. And you're very big on helping people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> problem solver. You know, you know me, I'm a saint, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. You're Gemini ass. Which side of the coin we on? <laughs> you know how y'all um, do. I'm actually realizing that as a Gemini, I definitely do have multiple personalities. Y'all are two-faced. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used to say the two faces were one is dope and one is amazing. That's not for you. That's not? <laughs> I'm playing. We, we could get on. We could talk about that another time. But with that in mind, just really wanting to focus on health, well-being, and mindset, this topic of Coach P dropping gem, we really want to discuss fitness. And summer is here, and it's time to get right and get ready. So some people have been putting in that work all winter, all spring, getting ready for the summertime. But if you haven't, it's not too late. Like he mentioned in the beginning of the episode, the Secure the Body Boot Camp is going to be June 29th at the Ripley Greer Studio in Manhattan. And we're really looking forward to it because it's going to be an opportunity for us to shed some weight, get some sweat on, and just really just step into being the best version for the summertime. And I want to talk about a special type of working out called HIT cardio. And HIT stands for high intensity interval training. So what that means is you're doing an intense workout for a short period of time, then you're taking a break. And during that break, you can choose to be a little active, but the level is going to be very low. And then once you take that recovery period, you go back into the intense. And that's where the interval training comes because you're high for about 30 seconds and then low, high, low. And that's why it's high interval intensity training and oh that's adorable it, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't all happy and shit and you know it's you know what's really dope about this mm-hmm. um coco chanel and if you haven't yes if you haven't seen that episode yet yes we shout out to coco chanel it was a dope episode if you haven't go back and check that out yes but she's very big on hit workouts and that's actually something she's doing in one of her programs right now the drip community mm-hmm. and they're big on those hit drip, workouts drip. because they're amazing. They're, you can sweat, you can gain some muscle from it, and then you can also, it's really good for your cardio. Yeah. So I just want to go into some of the benefits of HIIT workouts and then to just give you guys some examples of how you can apply some HIIT workouts to your routine. So the first and most important thing that I love about it is that it's cardio and strength training, but it's super convenient. For those people like Key and myself who are super busy, all you need is about 20 minutes a day when it comes to doing a HIIT workout. And if you do 20 minutes a day for three times a week, you're going to see great results. Mm-hmm. And the thing with HIIT, it burns lots of calories in that shortened period of time. And that's why people are really starting to get big on it because time is like such a commodity nowadays. And people Facts. people mm-hmm. are very like, oh, you know, I can't go to the gym for an hour, but can't make it to the gym for an hour you can't roll out of your bed and do a yeah. hit workout in in 20 minutes like true that's and no with no equipment required 
So I'm going to go in at the end. I'm going to give you guys an example of some workouts you could do, but just want to list some more of those benefits. So with that hit, because you're going from the stopping and the starting, your heart rate is going to be pumping. Like you're going to be sweating. Like if you were running and doing like an hour workout because of that stopping and starting and it's crazy. Doing something else. Huh? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it gets you warmed up for, for that other cardio exercise. <laughs> Because you're, you're really pumping that heart muscle. Oh, back shower guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> it's a family show. Holy moly. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And bring, bring it, it back. back. Bring it back. Um, so also with HIIT workouts, it's known to increase your metabolic rate for hours after you exercise. Big words. So what that means is your metabolism. Some people, like Key, have amazing metabolism. Yes, I think She just you. burns calorie like it's nothing. And I do, yes. Throw- but also, too, don't I don't want him to get on that because people are going to be thinking, oh, she real fit and cute. I know, but listen. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, I've never seen someone to throw down Popeyes like you, but Yo, keep, keep that slim two thighs, bro, <laughs> the sweet heat sauce and the buffalo with the biscuit shit. Yo, Popeye, yo, what's up? We need that sponsorship. Facts, <laughs> bruh. Bring it over here. We can put you right here. Word, me and them commercials. Uh, but no, real talk, I walk. I'm a very active person. I do like to um, walk. If I'm sitting at my desk for long periods of time, um, I go around the block and I'll walk for like an hour, 30, 45 minutes, just walking, probably 10, 12 blocks. I work by Central Park, so I'll walk in there. I don't like to be sitting down for long periods of time. Even when I'm recently now, being that I'm on a train and I've been doing a water challenge after the water challenge has been over, mm-hmm. I'm still on it. Finesse in the skin, darling. I see you. You see. You're glowing, uh, You see. Uh. All right. It's not the light and it's just the skin. All right. <laughs> um, but I've been doing that. I've been drinking two bottles of water in the morning. So I stand on the train in the morning so I don't have to go to the bathroom as frequently. It's kind of crazy. But just kind of letting you know how active I am and to bring it back. I do walk a lot. And also, too, I love running. Um, I had to stop running because I realized I was losing a lot more weight because I run a lot. I can run two, two to two to three times a week. And I'll do three miles run, minimum, three miles. And I'll do the running before I start my workout at the gym. Like, it's mandatory. And I had to peel back from that because I was losing a lot. Um, And I did a lot of cardio, to your point. But just I wanted to say to Pierre's point, I don't wake up like this. I mean, it depends on the day. <laughs> but I really do put in the work. You know, and then I'm going to actually get back into kickboxing and boxing. I love working out. I enjoy working out. And when I start to see my body fatigue or I'm less motivated, I know it's time to go back to work out. So, and I don't have a trainer. I don't go to the gym with a partner. No shade, no tea to anybody. It's just that I motivate myself when I go to the gym and the people I see. It's enough motivation. And if I'm stressed out, that's a motivation for me to go work out. Figure out what your motivation is. If you need somebody, do it. If not, but consistency is a big deal when it comes to working out and you working out as a part of your lifestyle. It's not something you just pick up and do today. And then the rest of the week is, it's a dub unless you know, you're going to get back on it the following week. So I just wanted to make that point. Okay. Yeah. Great. And thank you for sharing of that. Course. Cause you look amazing. Thank you. I do what I can. Yes. You're welcome, darling. <laughs> <laughs> in a summer body, right? <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying it, in terms of the hit, it increases your metabolism for hours after your workout. So what that means is your body's going to be burning fat and just burning more fuel for hours after you worked out so even if you worked out for 20 minutes four five six hours after your workout your body's still getting rid of that fat because it's intense you have to definitely try it to really experience and see what that's like but it's definitely a game changer and then also studies have shown that hit workouts 
work on shifting your body from using carbs for energy and fat. So just naturally having it going to just burn that fat and helps trim that waistline is super beneficial. Time out. So with the whole, say you do that little... The speed drills you've been saying. Mm-hmm. And then you doing like protein shit. Cause I do like the whey protein from GNC. Shout out to GNC, mm-hmm. by the way. That vanilla flavor is so good. And it got banana and strawberry. So say GNC, you. GNC, you're looking for sponsors. <laughs> holler at us. Hey, holler. <laughs> we got a space for you. <laughs> Plenty of space. Um, do you think, I'm just asking mm-hmm. to do, when you doing this high intensity stuff, should your eating habits be the same or like, should you be having more pro? Because if you're burning more, you should be taking more intake. And does those protein affect it? Well, so the thing is, you really it really all depends on what you're trying to do. If okay. you're just trying to do some cardio to really just get your heart rate up and just get some cardiovascular workout, and you're not really trying to lose much weight, mm-hmm. you may want to take in a little bit more food because now you're burning more calories if you weren't working out. Okay. So when you're losing weight, it's really all about the calories burned versus the calories you're taking in. So if you're increasing your work, you're increasing the calories you're burning by implementing HIIT workout or just any workout in general, then if you want to lose weight, then you may keep your calories the way they are. So you're just only increasing the calories you're burning. But if you want to maintain your weight, but you still want to do the yeah. workout just to get the the benefits of it, yeah. then you may eat a little bit more food. Okay. But just having, I think one of the most important thing is timing. So having the protein right after you work out okay, is definitely then beneficial. Before. Right, because then it's just coming into your body and just helping fuel, fueling you. Yeah, especially with these HIIT workouts, it definitely you're gonna get, you're gonna feel it in your body mm-hmm. and even though it's 20 minutes and the last the last uh, benefit I wanted to mention was that study that shown that up to 17% of the fat that you lose is visceral fat when you're doing HIIT workouts and visceral fat is the fat right around your stomach area so like that midline those love handles so especially for the summertime that's oh, definitely that's definitely <laughs> who, handle, handles. Who, who handling those anyway so you said 17% <laughs> 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 That's next episode, bro. Next we episode. came into my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that for a title, Love Hand. We got to check with the producer, aka Key. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah, that that reduction in visceral fat or the fat around your belly is very important because that fat is actually one of the worst types of fat for you. Uh-huh. The fat that's covering those internal organs. So being able okay. to reduce that. You keep you nice, tight, looking good for the summertime. <laughs> you shaking and twerking in his seat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go on vacation. We got and we got the boot camp mm. coming up this weekend, so we're gonna be going intense. We're gonna be getting that sweat on, and I'm He's excited. He's gonna be living his best it. life for two weeks. I'm so tight, but I'm not saying nothing. I'm gonna be a team sport player, yeah, definitely, hater definitely, from the sidelines, yeah. watching his IG page. I definitely will be sharing some photos and make sure I keep that workout going and. Like said, that this hit will be perfect on the trip. Twenty minutes right after I wake up, twenty minutes before I go out, just keeping me leveled and feeling good, endorphins, all that good stuff. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. So to end it off, guys, I want to just give you examples, uh, some hit workouts that you could do. Uh, the first one is a a leg workout. So you're gonna do ten squats in a row, then you're gonna do ten lunges on each leg, so twenty in total. Then you do twenty jump 
lunges. Oh, these look like booty workouts. Is that is that gonna work? It's like, gonna it's gonna be very good for your legs. And then you end it off with ten squats. But it's not, I'm not just talking about like what legs? We talking about the upper legs to the butt part area. Well, it's so gonna it's good? gonna be your hamstrings, your thighs, your calves are gonna be activated, but your but glutes. It's gonna, it's glutes. Yes, but That's so definitely. So again, glutes. it's squat mm-hmm. lunges, jump lunges, and then that. jump squat. Mm-hmm. And you do 10 of each of them, mm-hmm. and then you take a 60-second rest, and you're going to give yourself three to five <laughs> sets. You do that, and I tell you, your legs are going to be on fire, but you're knocking this workout in like 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Another one would be doing 10 squats, then 10 push-ups, and then 10 jumping jacks, back to back to back, and then you give yourself 60-second rest, and then do three to five sets of that as well. Okay. The last two I want to mention is if you're on a stationary bike, you're going to pedal as hard as you can for 30 seconds, and then you're going to dramatically reduce the pedaling down for about two minutes to four minutes, and then you're going to keep repeating this pattern for 15 to 30 minutes. So 30 seconds sprinting, and then two to four minutes of at a low race, and then you're going to do that for 15 to 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. you're going to get a super cardio burn from that. And then lastly, if you're jogging and you're on the treadmill, you can do 15-second sprints followed by a one- to two-minute jog. So, And that's where the interval is. The 15 seconds, you're going super hard, burning yourself out. You're giving yourself a minute or two at a very low level to let your body recover a little bit, and then you shock it by going back up to the top. And you do that for 10 to 20 minutes, and you're going to get a super cardio burn. And that's what I love about the HIT, because not only are you working your cardio, you're getting that cardiovascular work for your heart, but you can do the push-ups, the squat, the lunges, so you're getting that strength training as well, building that muscle. Yeah. Getting you nice and toned for, for, you know, your trips that you got coming. <laughs> you're trying to act like I'm the only one who's traveling. Like, come on. Stop. No, coming soon, <laughs> bro. No, Fact. coming soon. She's like, watch, watch, the, watch the IG story. <laughs> watch the IG story. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's basically all I want to talk to you guys today on Coach P Dropping Gem. Summertime's here. I want to make sure we're just making making the most use of our time and just being efficient. So HIIT workout is definitely something you can look into trying and implementing into your workout strategy. And just one th- the last note I want to say with that, as with any new workout that you're going to do, always just take your time, ease yourself getting into it. So that way you're always going to reduce your chance of injury because HIIT can be intense. So just ease yourself into it and you'll definitely see the results as long as you're staying consistent Ooh, thank you coach p for dropping them gems yeah y'all better get into it definitely check it out and i would say look into getting on that especially summer bodies in full effect you want to look right and tight and follow coach p he's going to be updating us very frequently about his workout regimen he's actually going to be getting back to working out facts, consistently facts. i um, fell off for a little bit but i gotta get back on it kind of like what you said sometimes <clears throat> it's like that roller coaster you go up and down but right now yeah I'm, but you was down there for a while I but did, um I so was, here we back I, I, I was face down in the dirt <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, so we back. I'm back. And um, he's going to be on it. And then, of course, we got our boot camp coming up June 29th, guys. 10 a.m. Yes. to 12 p.m. Yes. 528th Avenue in Manhattan. Y'all better pull up and get y'all tickets. But try to come Thanks. out. Get right and tight. And even if your first time coming out to do a boot camp, so what? Just come out. Meet us. Network. Engage. It's some unlimited juicing, by the way, and also one-on-one with the trainer. So keeping that in mind. Now we're about to segue into Keys Tia. Y'all know I like to get into it and get a little spice. Let's get it. Let's All get right. Spicy, you heard? You talking shit? Nah, just spitting facts. It's Keys Tea. <laughs> so now we're getting into... 
this edition of Tori Haynes versus Colorism. <laughs> so, um, recently, Tory Lanez went on a little rant on social media. And what had happened was he was on a set of Nafi Small's Good Love video. And apparently he saw a black model who was being removed out of a scene or part to bring in a light skin model. So he went on Instagram and spoke about this issue which is pretty valid he said you know this is an ongoing problem in our community of entertainment that needs to stop as a black man sometimes i'm gonna joke about the black community just like we all do facts but what i'm not going to do is going to allow for any of these directors to um to devalue our black woman. Oh, I like that part. Very strong. And he put it in caps too, so it was official. Um, countless times I've seen directors swipe out women of color for a woman of lighter complexion or a woman with straighter hair, etc. It is our responsibility as artists to stand up and not let this happen. It's been time to embrace our woman of color. Hashtag black is beautiful. Okay. Now, it was okay, right? Very nice. Nicely done. But then what happened with that is that after he posted that, the two models that were a part of this scenario that he spoke about said that it was a complete lie. He's bullshitting. <laughs> Damn. He doing it for clout. They couldn't even let him have a little five minute of fame. Like, as soon as he dropped the comment, they was like, listen. Then the directors came out and was like, hmm. They was like, the directors claimed that his, what he stated is false. And they work with a lot of Afrobeats artists. So they're very big on having dark skinned women in a lot of the stuff that they do. So they were bothered by why Tory Lane said what he said. Um, I'm not sure if he did it for clout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I we really don't know because he did say in his comment far too many times. I see this. Maybe that incident remind him of a previous incident. He overreacted. We don't know if he did do it for clout. Because then somebody was saying, you know, I was going to the shade room. Shout out to the shade room. And somebody was saying, like, you know, he trying to make up for the fact that he made a comment about black woman a while ago. I never heard that comment. I'm not sure how true it is. If it is and he trying to make up for it, this is not the way to go if you're doing it for clout, Tori. <clears throat> Get it together. If he is doing it for clout, and it's not even about that incident that happened previously, if it did happen and he's doing it for clout, yes, that is bothersome to me because it's like, all right, you can't talk about this topic outright without having to set up something on a set. You could just he could have just went on Twitter and just talked about it. And guarantee he would have got a lot of more retweets likes follows what have you and it would have been more of an engaging conversation than opposed to you doing it for clout so if he did it for clout i understand people attacking him and getting at him do what it do but if he actually didn't do it for clout and he said he did a follow-up about it and said how people twist and turn what he said um the internet has a way of doing that which is very true um it's very valid began on them trolls on our page but (laughs) (laughs) you know how i do but if that's in fact true and i will give it to him it is a valid conversation. Let's let's keep it on it. Like, there's not a lot of dark skinned women in these hip hop videos, and I'm gonna keep. I stopped watching hip hop videos for a minute because I'm like, there's no proper representation. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it. You know a video I like currently that I'm obsessed with is Twerk by um City Girls and Cardi B, and I'm and it's not because they shaking their ass and they half naked because that is definitely that, motivation. That is not the reason why I like that video. <laughs> that either. is the main reason why your ass <laughs> like that video. Something about the cinematography. <laughs> It just, captu- it, just, it just catches the essence of the <laughs> drop song. Drop a low, girl. Drop a low. Hey. hey. But um, what I will say I'm is back. it's not about that part, which I'm not going to front. They shaking their ass to give me motivation to get to somebody, okay? But what I like about that video is the plethora of dark-skinned chicks in the video. Like, I'm just like, it's mad dark-skinned shorties in here. Like, I've never seen a variation of complexion 
an all black woman in my life. Like I'm, and I'm, and I couldn't even recall. I'm like thinking, I'm like, what the hell? And of course we see who did it. Black female artists. What black rapper or black male for that matter, that is a rapper in the industry that's actually putting those videos together. Oftentimes they do these music videos. It's that one dark skin girl that she bad. Like it can't be no mediocre dark skin. She got to be badder than bad. Like dark skin with blue eyes type shit. Like you rarely find them and it's really her eyes. Like I'm, she has to be wild bad. But then you have these other light skin girls in the video and some of them look mediocre as fuck. Look basic as fuck. They got a little lip work. Ooh, <laughs> go to the hood. There's plenty of black chicks with lips. <laughs> you ain't got to get no lip work like you know what i'm saying so and i'm gonna keep it 100 like i stopped watching some hip-hop videos because i'm like there's no proper representation of my kind in these videos so his point if he is making that point it's not about clout we need to talk about it and i want to see more black artists black male artists who are rappers in the industry talking about it as well it shouldn't just be him more of them need to come to the forefront and really speak about these things and i'm just ending on that with keys t Mm. damn Okay, I see you. And I honestly, I really like that you brought that point out because that's something I've noticed as well, too. And I think, I, and just to, to briefly mention this, I felt like through just conditioning and mainstream media, I would naturally just see darker skin complexions and be less attracted to it. And even yeah. to the extent where I would be nervous to, not even nervous, I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror because I was dark and I would hear comments about that. So once I actually realized that, examined that, and mm-hmm. got really present to it, yeah. then I realized, oh, I'm definitely in the sunken place yeah. with this. So. Um, I love that they actually did represent um, darks and women in the video, and I think I think he made a good point with what he said. But if he did it for clout, it's yeah. null and void. <laughs> <laughs> not not necessarily. Like you said it start, it opens up a good conversation. Yeah, but you just look stupid. No valid, <laughs> and that's keys T. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you purchase our ringtone tunes store for Android users. It's unfortunate, and iTunes store for the Apple users. You know you like that silky smooth sound mm, in the mm, background. Mm, you know you want to mm. get that ringtone, so purchase it. Get please. <laughs> Uh. Please follow us on IG and Twitter at unapologeticd underscore. And you can make donations to our Patreon account by searching unapologetically different. I know it's a mouthful, but you got it. All of the episodes are posted on iTunes. Make sure you rate and review, guys. Yes. When you go in there, rate and review. You can write a comment too, but we really want you to rate and review. We're pushing a lot of you guys to do iTunes. We are also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher by searching Unapologetically Different. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye!